Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Hello and welcome back to the PA the FI Way podcast. I really truly appreciate you folks taking the time to take a listen to the podcast. I hope this episode finds you well. Here in the Midwest, the weather has started to take a change for the better and the snow is starting to melt. My husband and I are hoping to get one last ice fishing trip in this weekend before the ice may be too thin to take our ice house out on. It's always nice when the days start getting warmer and a little longer. During the last episode, we talked about how pre-PA students can try to have a financial independence mindset while they are in high school, undergrad, and while they are applying to PA school. During this episode, I would like to discuss how PA students can have a financial independence mindset while they are in PA school. So if you are a PA student, congratulations on getting accepted into a PA program. I remember when I got my acceptance letter, it was a huge relief and burden taken off of my shoulders, and I felt super excited for the next steps in my life. However, depending upon how long your program is, the next two to three years will probably be some of the hardest two to three years of your life. But hey, you can do anything for two to three years, right? The long days during PA school can absolutely drag, especially during didactic year. In fact, our classroom didn't even have windows, so we were in class all day and couldn't even see what the outside looked like. Although the long days will absolutely drag, the months will seem to fly by. It's amazing how quickly the time goes. So if you are a PA student, hang in there, you can do it. After didactic year, the year of rotations will seemingly fly by even faster than the didactic year. Every rotation will seem to go by faster than the last. So let's talk about how you can be a PA student while trying to save on costs. The first step of advice is a very simple concept that probably anybody should try to practice throughout their life. The first step is to try to live below your means during PA school. Unfortunately, I don't feel like I follow this advice very well back when I was in PA school. It is so easy to have the mentality that you are just borrowing from your future self when you are spending your loan money on items outside of tuition, such as food at restaurants, clothes, etc. Now, there is the fine balance between you do need to be able to enjoy those years so you shouldn't live in complete frugality or deprivation. But again, consider try not to spend outrageous amounts at restaurants or on clothes or other expenses. It's easy to think that your future self will, of course, be loaded. But I have to laugh at this because unfortunately, when my student loans became due, 
My payments were larger than our first mortgage, and that certainly did not make me feel wealthy. It actually made me feel somewhat depressed. A few of my PA school friends were actually very good about sticking to their monthly budgets that they had developed for themselves during PA school. I was not one of them, but I believe that the ones who did stick to their budgets were able to pay off their student loans more quickly. Another suggestion to try to keep costs low while you are in PA school is to consider if you can work a part-time job. Now, most PA programs are very full-time, if not even more than 40 hours per week, and especially when you are studying in the evenings and preparing for tests. It's very difficult to even fathom the idea of having a part-time job. However, there was one lady in our class that she was able to work part-time from home during PA school, and she had kids. I don't know how she managed to do all of that because I felt like I could barely take care of myself during PA school, but she was amazing for being able to do that. I have served as a preceptor for several PA students, and I was talking to one of my recent students about finances and if she was able to do anything during PA school. She said that she worked for Rover. So she was able to walk dogs to be able to earn some income while she was in PA school. Walking dogs, if you like dogs, seems like a good type of part-time job because you're able to spend time with some of the dogs, but then also get some exercise in, which is absolutely critical while you're in PA school. She also mentioned that some of her classmates had worked for Instacart, but you could also consider Shipt, which is very similar. And if you're not familiar with these types of services, they are where you work for these companies and essentially go grocery shopping for other people and deliver the groceries to their house. If you are able to form a budget, consider trying to take out less student loans so that the interest doesn't compound over time. However, the same PA student that I recently precepted, she also mentioned that she doesn't feel like she took out enough student loans to be able to help cover the time between when she was able to take pants, but also get credentialed for her first PA job. Credentialing for many PA jobs will take two to three months, probably should lean more towards the three-month range. So again, it's a fine line between trying to figure out how much student loans to take out versus not. As we had discussed in the last episode for pre-PA students, if you are a PA student, consider getting a roommate or consider to start house hacking or continue house hacking if you have already started. So let's review what house hacking is. House hacking is either having a single family home or a multifamily home such as a duplex or triplex and having either roommates or tenants to help pay for the mortgage on those places. You would live in a portion of the property and then collect rent from your roommates or tenants, and that money would go towards your mortgage payments. The concept of house hacking allows you to be able to either make your mortgage payment very small, or it may completely cover your mortgage, which would be awesome. The next area I would suggest to try to save on costs during PA school would be medical equipment. Usually at the beginning of starting PA school, the program will either give you medical equipment or allow you to select from various options of medical equipment. These types of kits include things like a blood pressure cuff, ophthalmoscope, otoscope, reflex hammer, pen lights, etc. We were able to select which type of stethoscope we wanted, for example. It was fun to be able to pick out the model that we wanted, but also the colors of the tubing, which was kind of fun. Now, during the selection of your medical equipment, 
If you have the option, I would encourage you to choose nice equipment, but not the very fancy or overly expensive options, because you simply do not need them as a PA student. Perhaps the exception to this would be if you absolutely knew that you were going to become a cardiology PA, perhaps you do opt for the little bit more expensive stethoscope. The next area of trying to save on costs while in PA school would be trying to get rotations that are close to home or friends or family. Depending upon your situation and the PA program that you are going to, you may not be able to choose many of your rotations. It just kind of depends, unfortunately, with how many rotations are available. However, I do believe that many PA programs out there will try to work with you to get rotations that are close to either your home or your family members or other friends that you know. Sometimes you can even play a role in trying to help facilitate a rotation close to someone you know if you do know a potential preceptor close by. However, unfortunately, there can be a bit of a shortage when it comes to providers that are willing to become preceptors. Preceptors can include other PAs, MDs, DOs, and even nurse practitioners. In fact, I had all of those as a preceptor while I was in PA school during rotations. Since it can be somewhat difficult to find preceptors, many programs will actually welcome the idea of you being able to try to find some rotations yourself. However, it's very important to discuss this with your PA program. If you are able to find a rotation close to your home or your friends or family, ideally this would mean that you either have free or very affordable housing during that rotation. During PA school, I had a new rotation usually every four weeks. One rotation was eight weeks, and then I had a couple of two-week rotations, but most of them were four weeks on average. So it can be somewhat difficult to try to line up where you're going to be living with every single rotation. But if you're able to keep the cost of at least most of those rotations affordable, then that can be very helpful for you. Even though I did not attend PA school in my home estate, the school that I went to was only a few hours away. So my PA program already had several rotations available within one hour from my home And my mom was still kind enough to let me stay with her for free during each of those rotations. And I would just commute from each rotation site to home and back and forth. My next suggestion for you as a PA student is to try to get creative about places to stay for rotations that are not close to your home. For rotations that are not close to your home, sometimes the PA program will already have suggested housing lined up that past PA students have used. For example, several of my classmates actually stayed in a room at a nursing home, which was next door to the rotation site that they had for a month. Another suggestion would be to try to reach out to your classmates about either staying at their home during your rotation or with their friends or family members nearby if you get along with them. I did have one rotation that was in the city of my PA program, but during rotation year, I had not kept my apartment that I had during didactic year. Because again, every rotation was pretty much in a different city or sometimes even a different state. So one of my friends from my PA class also had a rotation in the same city during the same time frame. So we decided to be roommates for a month. We researched options for housing and we ended up staying at a temporary housing site, which was essentially a basic hotel room with a small kitchenette. And it seemed like many of the people who were staying there were truckers. It ended up being very affordable. 
but sometimes you just need to get creative to find housing that is convenient during your rotation, and that does not break the bank. Consider even searching for places on Airbnb or VRBO as options. After our year of rotations, our whole class had to meet back at PA school for another few weeks to wrap up final exams and to have graduation. During those few weeks back, several of our classmates who were local opened up their homes to the others of us who did not live locally. Myself and a few other gals brought our air mattresses to crash at the home of a lady in our class with her husband and their two teenage boys. During those few weeks, they were so kind and welcoming, and their sons were absolutely hilarious, which made our time there very entertaining. The various types of housing arrangements that I encountered during PA school and during PA rotations ended up contributing to some of my most fondest memories of that time in my life. I hope you enjoyed listening to some of these suggestions of how you can cut costs while in PA school as a PA student. I know being a PA student can be quite difficult, so it can be very tempting to treat yourself, but again, try to be wise and prudent while you are making some of those decisions for our purchases. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope you're able to find something of value during this episode. If you are a PA student who's listening, please consider sharing with your PA classmates. I also encourage you to follow along on Instagram at PAthefiWay or come on over to the Facebook group. The Facebook group can be found at facebook.com backslash groups backslash PA the FI way. This is a private group that is for PAs, PA students, and pre-PAs alike who are interested in learning more about being a PA the FI way. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review and leave a note about what you enjoy about this podcast. Doing so helps others be able to find this podcast so they can learn from the information that is in here. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on. But more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.